After severe warnings from numerous prophets, God's people refuse to repent and reap the unfortunate consequences. God's people are sent into exile and have to learn how to live for God in a land that did not. Will we learn? It's time to go to the second mile in learning about the exile of God's people. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go second mile as well. We want to follow Jesus as closely as possible, and that's why we are spending these 15 weeks on this podcast walking through the grand narrative of the scripture. And so uh, there's a 100-day Bible reading plan that I put together that takes 50 key Old Testament passages and 50 key New Testament passages and allows you to kind of get an overview of the Bible without getting into every specific detail. And if you don't have a Bible reading plan, I'd love for you to check that out. It's available for free at travisagnew.org. Um, but even if you have a different Bible reading plan, um, I'm taking these 15 weeks to walk through the grand narrative of the scripture so that you can understand a little bit better exactly how God has put his word together. I think it's interesting that as we read certain things throughout scripture, we know stories, but we don't know how they always go together. So right now we are ending in, in week seven, and we're kind of nearing the end of the Old Testament. So we've seen God create a world and and um, put together a people that started with a family that went to a nation, eventually developing into a land uh, that they would establish themselves as uh, with a king and a kingdom, uh, started establishing religious systems. And within that, began to compromise all on the way, but especially that the more established they got, the more entitled they got. And at the height of the uh, movement of the nation of Israel under King David and King Solomon's leadership, this thing falls and it falls quickly. And when they hit, they hit hard. Uh, and so last week, we kind of ended up with King Solomon and kind of his um, leaning towards uh, just idolatrous practices, uh, worshiping other gods, what it did to the nation, and then eventually have the next generation. It was split into Israel and Judah. And regarding, regardless of all the warnings of judgment that different prophets would give them, Israel did fall and they fell to pagan nations. But then there's still one remaining section of Judah that is left. But in the coming um, readings here for this week, we will see how Judah also fell as well. And God's people are put into exile, carried away from the land. Uh, and now they have to try to figure out how to follow God surrounded in a land by people who did not. The reason why this is so important for us is, folks, we are exiles whether or not we know it. And the same lesson they needed to learn while they were in Babylon is the same lesson that we're going to have to learn here today. So here we go. Let's talk about the week seven uh, section of the grand narrative of God's word. And we're going to land, uh, well, there's so many kings that are mentioned in Second uh, Kings and First and Second Chronicles. I want to highlight one in the, in the reading that kind of shows a king that got it right. In Second Kings 22 and 23, we read about Josiah, who was very young when he first became king, but yet uh, did something very important that there was this point at some where they were actually cleaning out the temple and someone says, hey, King Josiah, we found a book. You want us to read it to you? And he says, sure. 
And um, he reads uh, this book to him. And what he's reading is, it's the law. He starts in Genesis, he ends in Deuteronomy. And at the end, King Josiah is overwhelmed. He's like, uh, the stuff in this book, we have not been doing. We are very far away from what God's standard has been. And, uh, and so he calls for reform. He calls for repentance. And he knows uh, with this, um, he's overwhelmed by it. And God says, Josiah, because you've been repented, you won't experience all the fallout that's about to happen in the life of Judah. Uh, it'll happen after you die. And yet what Josiah still says is, but tear down the altars to the, the other gods. We're still going to have reform, and he's going to try to spare as many people as he can from the filth that has infested the religious nature of God's people. And so through his reforms, there are still so many people in the nation that do not repent. And the fall of Judah that was prophesied about in Jeremiah chapter 29 is uh, referenced in Second Chronicles chapter 36 when it speaks of it. You know, Jeremiah 29, we typically know about how he says, hey, um, I know the plans for you is a future and a hope, and it's a good plan, but we have to realize is leading up to verse 11, there are 10 verses before it, that says, hey, um, there's going to come a pagan nation named Babylon's going to come in and wipe you out. You're going to have to live for them. And while you're there, you might want to pray for the city and uh, have family and grow them up and do good for the city uh, because you're going to be here for a while. In fact, it's going to be a while before I bring you back. But don't worry, I do have plans for you. And so within that that promise is, is an important reminder that consequences have to take place. God does have to punish his people to wake us up. And so with this, when Judah falls, and it's referenced in Second Chronicles 36, all the prophets crying out for God's people to repent before it's too late. They fall down on the job, and so all the people are sent into exile. It's mentioned in Lamentations chapter 3 of how horrible this is, that, that God's people are now going to be in a different horrible spot where they, they can't even imagine. Yet, it's in that passage, it's also the, the familiar passage that says, the Lord's loving kindness is indeed never cease. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And there's this sense so that even in the um, unfaithful nature of Israel, God's faithfulness never wanes for them. Psalm 137 talks about how can we sing um, the Zion song in a foreign land? Uh, because he said, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to be able to follow God in this pagan nation, but it was such an important part. And it is important for all of us to consider because within this, we see that sometimes you have to learn, uh, first and foremost, how to follow God in a place and a different level where where. It's not natural. It's not easy. And so within this, it's a refining time for God's people to learn how to follow him. Uh, God's faithfulness is put out. And even from some of the prophets like Isaiah in chapter 40, where he says, comfort my people. I know it's going to come hard, but don't worry. Um, your strength will be renewed. You're, you're going to go forward. You're going to see progress in, in your life. There's, there's places like Ezekiel chapter 36 and 37, where he will speak of this new coming covenant and, and, and about how this valley of dry bones, where there's just nothing but death and destruction and just the souls are lifeless and what can happen when God's spirit breathes on them again, that there can be armies that will come out of these dead bones. And, and it's this picture of us individually, but also what's happening to the nation, that when God's spirit blows onto a people, we know that the wages of sin is death and that we have walked away from God. But when Christ comes and his spirit comes upon us, we will find the new life promised to us in scripture.
So while prophets are still proclaiming their messages, you got some guys that are living in the trenches, like God, like who's living life in exile, like Daniel and uh, his friends who come alongside and decide, uh, we're going to still be faithful to God, but we are going to do what Jeremiah 29 says, and we're going to be good for this city and that we're going to use our opportunity as an influence to people. You know, Daniel and his friends decide that they're not going to partake in certain aspects of Babylonian culture, and yet they're even stronger and smarter and wiser and better than all of their um, contemporaries at the time, and they're putting these pivotal places of leadership. You, you see places like where he has the opportunity to walk away or, or to compromise himself, but he stays faithful, even to the place one time where uh, he's told that he cannot pray towards Jerusalem, where he would do typically three times a day, open up his window, target himself towards Jerusalem and pray for the peace and for them to return one day. And as they say that you can't, you can only basically worship the king. Daniel goes like it was his custom and goes down and kneeled and he's put into the lion's den and God shuts the mouths of the lions. And within his influence, Daniel is now a missionary in Babylon and the kings are coming to know the one true God of Israel because of their in an enduring, uh, unwavering stance of, of following God. And eventually, after the time that was promised in God's word has passed, uh, there is a remnant that returns. And there are leaders, God's name was Zerubbabel, Ezra, uh, Haggai, Nehemiah, different ones who come in and are bringing a remnant back into Israel. And this is what you need to know. A lot of the people, when it comes time where a king, uh, Cyrus, has favor over God's people, and they go in and say, hey, can we go back? He says, absolutely. And a lot of Israel continues to stay there in Babylon. You know why? Because they've just been comfortable there. I mean, the whole issue of their exile in the first place, what was crazy was God's people were living like Babylonians, so he allowed them to be moved there. And, and so now once they get settled, some don't want to go back, but there is a remnant that goes back. Um, and, and so the first and foremost thing that they do is before they start working on their houses, we're going to build the temple and we're going to get that God is going to be the centerpiece and we're not going to get off of this again. And so they go in to rebuild the temple and Ezra reestablishes the religious community within the people. The prophet Haggai comes along and says, be careful here. I know what you guys are wanting to do. You're wanting to set up your house and, and pick your little spot of land, but but we got to get back. We can't have our paneled houses and, and God's house lies in ruins. And it, it's this call to reinstitute worship and to bring people back around to the ways of the Lord. And then you have a section like uh, Nehemiah who comes in and the temple's established, but the, the enemies keep coming in over the border. So Nehemiah decides instead of building the temple, uh, that's been done. He's going to build a wall around the city to protect God's people, and so that they continue to be. And so there's this distinct nature, okay? So if you think all the way back to what happened in Eden, that it was God's people living with God's presence in God's place, and they were exiled out to their sin, what took place uh, was from Israel and Judah, same kind of thing. God's people in God's presence are now cast out, and they have to learn how, and now they're being brought back in. And how will they live? As these walls go up, it is to distinguish that they are supposed to be a different type of people and to focus in together and saying, we don't want to go the ways of the generations before us. 
And so with, with these leaders like Zerubbabel and Ezra and Haggai and Nehemiah, they reinstitute worship. They establish the people. And, and even as the enemies try to come in, they say, remember the Lord who's great and awesome and he's protected us thus far. We will be his people. And wh- whoever is left, we know that with us uh, as God Almighty and we can go forward in that power. A remnant returns, but they're waiting for someone to come take his place. And that is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Hope to see you on the second model.